Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the yes, it's 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 real. It's the takeover. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know y'all were expecting Sasha, but I'm here now. It's Chappelle, the s- substitute captain. Uh, I used to be the first mate. I used to be the chief entertainment officer, but now I'm the captain, uh, and I am going to be taking us on this most recent charter while Sasha is out. Uh, thank y'all all for tuning in with me. I have for the first time. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you're my first mate, if you're my first, like, uh, Chief Stew. I'm Chief Chantel, Stew. what would you say you are? You're Chief well, Stew? Well, I mean, I was originally, I was just going to be a temporary Stew just while, you know, things were transitioning. But because Sasha isn't here, I am now been upgraded and promoted to Chief Stew. All right. Now, if Sasha comes back, are you willing to let her be in control? Are you willing to give up Chief Stew? I will say that I'm fine with it, <laughs> but I will probably be really passive aggressive and maybe throw out some microaggressions. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you started like that because I'm very interested to think or to hear what you think about these most recent <laughs> episodes of Below Deck. Chantel, I did not know that you were a Below Deck fan until recently. Tell me about your history. Do you watching even the show. know me? Listen, I, mean, I know that you like Big Brother. I know mm-hmm. that, like I know you're into the games, but I didn't know that you were into Below Deck specifically. So tell me about your Below Deck journey because I'm new here. You're new here. Well, okay, I'm a reality TV super duper fan. I watch pretty much everything. I give everything a shot and a chance, most likely. And um, I don't know if it was the beginning of the pandemic or if it was beforehand, but I remember just being like, I need a new show to watch. And so... I saw that uh, I think sailing deck was starting and I was like, Mm -hmm. I started watching. I was like, "Hmm, this seems interesting, but I feel like I don't understand what's going on. So let me go all the way to the beginning. And so I went to the beginning of of the regular one and then I did all of Mediterranean and then I caught up to sailing deck and now I've been up to date for the last like five years or so. So, or four years. So um, I am, I guess a new ish fan, but I've seen everything. Yes, us, us reality TV purists, we like to go watch something, but then we have to go know everything about it because <laughs> we got to be able to talk about it intelligently. So that means we have to see everything. So I'll tell you, you beat me to it. I have not got a chance to go back and get into all oh, the prior below deck. So lucky. It's no, real fun. <laughs> I'm going in. I am. I'm very excited about it because what I have you seen? A- so I started uh, when we did Below Deck Down Under. That was the first time I covered it. And then I think whatever season was right before that, I jumped in and started to watch because Sasha was like, you really got to watch it. And so after I watched, I think it was Selling Yacht, uh, then I was like, oh, well, that was fun. Oh, we're going down under. That's cool, too. But now these we're These are all in like bed. brand new series. Like this is right. like, these are new. I got to go back and meet all the other people. I got to meet Kate. And yeah, aren't Brent, you excited you know. to like know Kate's origin story? I and am, then also you know, I met her on the traders. 
Absolutely. And then did you also watch Traders UK's or um, Australia season two? I did. I started until I met uh, another person from Below Deck as well. I forgot what her name Hannah. was. Hannah. Hannah, yes. And I haven't finished that one yet, though, because I was still watching the Traders uh, season two for, what is that? U- Australia, right? Australia, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I guess you haven't gotten to episode, I think, six and seven yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Those are a couple of episodes where I definitely was screaming at the screen. Um, but yes, going back, because Sandy, the the the... the Captain. The captain, the captain of this series is mm. the one that was the captain for most of the series with Hannah. And so mm. it will be really interesting for you to go back and see Hannah's journey with Sandy, um, especially after you kind of get to know her on the traders. Right. Because, see, I met Captain Sandy on Project Runway last season on the All-Stars because she came on on the Below Deck episode. So they did a, a challenge where they did clothes for all the Below Deck, like, superstars, I guess. They brought in Z, they brought in Sandy, uh, and they, a, a few other people. And I was like, I don't know Sandy. But then when this uh, series starts up again, I'm like, oh, it's Captain Sandy. I know her. But, Chantel, I'm not going to lie to you. The people seem like they are very like uh hot and cold on Captain Sandy. Uh and I think I'm starting to form my opinion on this episode. <laughs> well, this <laughs> what do you is think the about thing. Sandy Chantel. In the beginning, I was like, yes, Sandy, boss, woman, female in this male-dominated industry. Like I was super on board with Sandy. And then sometimes she makes decisions that really piss me off. And I'm like, oh, I'm not done with Sandy. I'm like, get her off the boat. So I am always hot and cold with Sandy. This episode, I was cold for the most part with Sandy. Um... And um, it's a journey. It's rocky waves with Sandy um, on these Mediterranean seas. Okay. Yeah. Like, we're going to get into that and much, much more. But I want to thank everybody for tuning in to us on YouTube. If you're in the chat, I see you, Zen, Josh. We see y'all. Uh, and yeah, always tune in. We try to go live every week. We had to do a reschedule and a re, uh, you know, reorganization this time because Sasha's out and she normally handles everything. But now I'm here and I'm in control and it's going to be a little chaotic. And so hopefully we all have a good time here. Uh, but Chantel, let's get into the big picture of this episode. We have Toomey, we have Natalia. They're, they're budding heads. Tell me, you you know these people more, better mm-hmm. than I do. Mm-hmm. What is your just like knee-jerk reaction to some of the things you, you've seen <laughs> up to this episode and including the stuff in this episode between those two people? So I wasn't a fan of Natalia on the first uh, season that I saw her. And I believe it was the last season. Her and her chief stew on the previous season. I forget her name right now. Natasha? Natasha. Um, they were kind of butting heads. She was always trying to assume her dominance and not and undermining her chief stew. And, and she was always kind of catty. She was also in a relationship with this, this deckhand. And she was, I didn't think that she was very kind to him. And so I just ha- didn't, didn't really enjoy my Natalia experience previously. And so I I came in, you know, new season. She's stepping into this role as Chief Stew because Toomey was stuck at the border and she wasn't able to get into, into Italy. And so I was like, okay, you know what? She's doing a really great job. I see that she's really trying to be likable. She's making friends with the chef. She's being nice to the second Sue. I'm like, I really like this side of Natalia. Maybe I was wrong. <laughs> like, uh, you know, you could think you like somebody, but you could be wrong. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. And yeah. so I was watching, and then as soon as like the dynamic came back with 
Oh my gosh, I forgot his name right now. What's the Kyle? Other? Kyle. So when I see Kyle is with to me, I was like, ooh, Kyle and Italia, they really had some friction last season, like where they were like kind of fighting a lot. And then I was like, and they're and her, he's with to me. I'm like, it's not going to be good because I felt that he was going to maybe put plant a bad seed with to me, whether it was going to be truthful or not. I just knew it was going to be really helpful for their relationship to start off on the, on the right foot. And there I was definitely right because he did say that like, Hey, like I had trouble with Natalia in the past to me did uh, message something back that maybe she shouldn't have. Then he spreads this broken telephone in a way that was even more negative than what to me actually said. And it really started this whole charter season off on the bad foot and i think that natalia personally was just waiting on anything that she could to not want to like to me because like really what to was saying wasn't problematic when they were having that first interaction when she was saying like no like i had the setup of everything and how the first charter went to me was just like oh you did an amazing job i don't think that the original setup of everything is like maybe the best that it could be but like you did the best with what you had and you did a great job and natalia is here is like you're terrible you're awful and i was just like oh my gosh this is just not working she's not listening and she doesn't want to listen and so i i feared that to me was going to have to be thwarting microaggressions for most of the season and you might be right. Uh, Sasha is a big Toomey gal. She loves Toomey. How do you feel about Toomey coming into this season as well? Um, I like Toomey. Um, I liked her her first season. She kind of stayed out of the drama, but she was always really great and professional about her job. I also love seeing somebody Black that's in this world that's just, you never really see very many people of color in or given an opportunity to to be part of like a deck team or the, the interior team. And so I, I was really happy to see her. I thought she was a great addition her first season. And then seeing her stepping up as Chiefs do, I thought that was a Amazing, and I was really, really happy to see this type of representation. So I, I am going to be like just so for to me because she is having to deal with way more than just Natalia being annoying. Like there's more that's going on with her stepping up into this role and position. And so I'm proud and impressed that she's able to handle it so far. Yeah, this episode we get into like the nitty gritty of uh, like all the fighting. It's it's very weird to me too that uh, a lot of this is allowed to happen because we were talking about things uh, last episode as if we just knew Captain Sandy was going to come in and shut this down, right? Because you have Toomey who is the boss who is trying to, uh, you know, trying to meet Natalia where she is several different times. She goes to talk to her. She apologizes. She compliments her work. And she just tries to really get it hammered home. Like, I'm trying to help us. I want to I want to work on this together as like a group. I really want us to be a team. But Natalia is turning up left and right. And it always is the same conversation. It's always, well, when you got on the boat, you had such negative energy and I just don't want to, I don't want to be friends with you. I don't want to work with you. I don't want to do all this other stuff. Don't like, you be moving your hands at me like that, Chappelle. Right, right. I do the hand thing and she's just like, no, don't put your hands down to the point where she's shouting and Captain Sandy literally has to come break it up. Whereas Toomey is not shouting. She's like, 
She says, put your, like, don't put your hands up. Tumi puts her hands down. She holds she's them like, like she's like this. She's like, right. Like, how awful is that, that she is not able to just, like, have a natural uh, movement of her hands when she's trying to express herself without Natalia calling her out as it being somewhat aggressive and antagonistic and let, that she's putting her fingers in her face, even though Natalia is one to be waving fingers and hands when she's speaking as well. It was very annoying. Yeah, this was really hard to watch because you're seeing that, you know, Tumi's even telling us, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to figure out what it is that I can say to her uh, that'll make this, you know, work out. And there's just nothing there. You know, every time she tries to talk to Natalia, she gets nowhere to the point where Captain Sandy has to come out, break things up. But a lot of this does lay at the feet of Kyle Mm -hmm. uh, because Natalia's one of her biggest beef that she doesn't originally say at first is that Kyle has texted her. Uh, or told her, I'm sorry, about the text message between Kyle and Toomey one, uh, you know, after they had met and talked or whatever, and said uh, that from Kyle's perspective, from his retelling, that Natalia could potentially get fired by Toomey. And Natalia obviously is on guard because of that. Now, she's not really acting like someone who could get fired <laughs> from my point of view, because if I'm thinking you might fire me, I maybe won't turn up as much as I'm doing, as, you know, Natalia's doing. But from her point of view, Tumi been talking to her ass behind her back and now she's talking about getting a fire. She's plotting against her and she's not willing to hear it. Um, you are familiar with Kyle. How do you think Kyle is being portrayed in this moment? Because for me, I'm, I'm, I'm loving Tumi and what she's trying to do. I get that she's trying to take accountability. I'm not loving Natalia because she's so defensive. She's on the attack at this point for, for Tumi and I'm not liking it. But Kyle... I feel like this is your fault and you're almost getting away with it. And I don't like that either, Chantel. I do think that this is all Kyle's fault. And he does admit he's like, I think what I said, like, I wish that I hadn't said it. Now, I think part of it, it's a TV show at the same time. Like, yes, they're here to do a job, but it's also a TV show. He's been brought back. I'm sure he knows that he can maybe instigate a little bit of a a fight here between them just to cause a little bit of dissension. And then it's going to be an interesting episode. So I think that part of his producer hat or being cast again uh, on another season in the future is kind of why he might have dropped this little, little bomb towards uh, Natalia. But I don't think that he realized how bad it was going to affect the work relationship. So I think he was putting on his producer hat, but I don't think that he really, really knew how badly Natalia was going to react. Which is awful, you know, because (laughs) if you're trying to make good TV, this is good TV. Like, we like to see the fighting and stuff like that. That's why we come to reality television. But when it starts to kind of shift into, you know, very targeted attacks on each other, like you said, there might be some microaggressions in here, some things that are being said that you really could take very personally in a world where this is just supposed to be your job. I think he's gone too far. Um, I know that Natalia is still venting to literally anybody on the boat who will listen to her, including Kyle. And so he knows that. She is turning up and it's not great. And so he's telling her, like, you know, the, the walls have ears. You know, why don't you turn that down a little bit? And then he starts to recount the text messages for us. And Chantel, it said, giving you a heads up between us. Uh, I know you're mates with her, but Nat needs to stay in her lane because Toomey losing her shit will end up in her walking off because she had a diva moment. Toomey was talking about if she if she gets upset, she will walk off. That's what Toomey was trying to portray. How Kyle turned that into... You're going to get fired. 
she's gonna get fired. Is she gonna get? Is she gonna fire you? I don't know. Like it does seem a little bit like maybe he's on the payroll, Chantel. <laughs> maybe he's on the payroll. And another thing that just kind of frustrates me about this whole situation is that. Natalia really doesn't feel like there's any sort of repercussions for her actions whatsoever. And once when one of the times when Captain Sandy pulls the two of them and Toomey started saying something and in front of Natalia, Captain Sandy shoots Toomey down. It was like, oh, you shouldn't say that. I was like, whoa, why? Natalia is saying a lot of things that she shouldn't be saying right now. I get it. She's in a leadership position, but like, I also think that it's inappropriate to reprimand the leader in front of the subordinate. Like, cause that also will really support Natalia in being kind of uh, cruel and, and, and unkind to Toomey and, and, and whatever Toomey's saying is actually being reprimanded by Captain Sandy. So I thought that that didn't help the dynamic at all. Yeah, it felt like Captain Sandy was missing the plot. You know, we we brought her in. You know, Captain Sandy says, Toomey, Natalia, let's talk. And Toomey starts off with, you know, I'm worried about the constant resistance, right? Like, every time I tried something, there's nothing I can do to make Nat kind of, you know, do exactly what I need her to do. It's, it's just really hard for me to do that. And so when Natalia starts pushing back with her normal, you know, you came in with bad energy, X, Y, Z, uh, I think Toomey started to mock her in front of her. And so Sandy's like, Toomey, that's a bad leader. But then from there, we never see Captain Sandy double back to Natalia and be like, and also, why are you acting like this? You know, what can we do to fix this? You need to be subordinate. You need to, you know, follow your, your boss uh, and, and turn down, you know, stop all this hollering and stuff like that on the boat. Y'all have to work together. But we don't ever see Captain Sandy address that from Natalia. No. Uh, and I think that is the part that's bothering me about Captain Sandy. I know people are like saying like, her actions are really what turned her uh, turn people off to her. But to me, it's inaction. It's almost like <laughs> Captain Sandy is sitting around going, I'll let them figure it out because they need to figure it out. I'll let them figure it out. I was like, well, but she's is- quick to fire, though. Like she lets people figure it out and then she'll fire them. You know, like, really? <laughs> yeah, she fires people. Well, look, Captain Sandy, it might be time. It, it might be time to pull the trigger on I would camera. fire Natalia, to be honest. Of course. Like, of 100%. Course. Like, I know she did a good job when she was stepping up into that leadership role. But I think part of working on as a part of a team is to be able to be flexible and great in every role that you are given. So you can't only be a good leader without being a good follower, in my opinion. And so the fact that she is not being a good team member means that she's not a good team member. Uh, and uh, she's a bad egg. I think she, she, I think she should go. She needs to be taught a lesson personally. Right. And that's the thing. I agree with you that Natalia is probably who I would be cutting at this moment. But based on Captain Sandy's like antics in this episode where she basically was just kind of like to me chill. But Natalia, like, you know, she'll Go get it together. Y'all work it out. Right. It <laughs> did feel like if she had to fire somebody, I wouldn't put past Captain Sandy to fire to me instead and just put Natalia back in that leadership role that oh she so God. obviously wants. If she did that. I would riot, I think. That, no, that's really, really show. That's that's not a good look. I don't think that, that the network would allow that to happen because like the first time that they're having a black chief stew and she's having confrontations with this uh, non-black uh, co-worker and they're having bickering matches and Toomey can't say anything correct to this Natalia person. She's tried every angle and the Natalia person is just not accepting anything. And then you fire Toomey. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be it's a bad look. very bad. 
it's a bad look because we even see that, you know, Jessica is there as well. And she's sent to help Natalia. But Natalia is still venting to Jessica, too. And we know Jessica is not about the drama. She's like, leave me <laughs> out of it. Just let me be down here, uh, you know, ironing clothes and, and you know, making the beds, cleaning trash. Like, I don't want to be in any of the drama. But Natalia is telling us and Jessica that, like, Toomey picked the fight with the wrong person. That is not the person that you want leading this because this mm-hmm. person is clearly the most combative of the two. It's just that in Captain Sandy's actions, nothing showed me that he, she really wanted to reel Natalia in. It's like she almost wanted to empower Toomey to reel her in. But at some point, it's gotten so personal to where Natalia is yelling at Toomey about, I don't even want to be your friend. I don't want to work with you, this, that, other. And if you have anything to say to me, send that information through Kyle. Ma'am, you, what, you don't get to decide who I send information through. Are you crazy? Yeah, it's, it's, it's so bad. I've definitely had to work with people that I do not like or work under people that I do not like. But you know what my favorite thing is? To smile to people that I hate. Like, you know? I, I love... <laughs> Kill them just, with kindness. <laughs> I just, just, just give them one of these. And it's just, it feels so good knowing how much I don't like them. But I am going to make them think I do. Why doesn't she approach things like this? I don't like having people like outwardly give me negative energy. Like I just, I wouldn't want to be in that fight all the time. Like if I don't want to work with somebody, I sometimes I'll maybe I'll say something under my breath, but, and maybe I'll talk about them behind their back, but to their face, I will be agreeable. I will take their direction and I'll roll my eyes about it later. Like, where is that? Like, roll your eyes about it later. So what? Kyle was up until after 3 a.m. in the morning and he left some balloons? Like, if Toomey says, you know what? I just want him to get to sleep by 3 a.m. because I know that there's two people opening or starting at 6. Like, I just thought that it would just be easy, better for him to get some sleep and then you guys have to just, like, do some last minute touching up. Like, that, there should be no argument there. I We understand <laughs> the rationale behind that decision. Not that yeah. you have to have everything clean. Like, I get it. You want to have everything done before you go to sleep so that people in the morning don't have a mess to clean up. I get it. But there's always these circumstances when you have these guests that are staying up super late. And so I understand to me being okay with that decision at this time. Why Natalia had to make a fight about it? So irritating. Yeah, it just feels like she wants to fight. And you're right. There's so much negative energy surrounding her that it's really affecting everybody else on the boat. Like I already mentioned that Jessica's basically running from her because she doesn't want to be in the drama. But uh, Chef Jack says that he's chosen Natalia's side just out of loyalty purely and that he's hoping that Natalia and Toomey can work it out because he actually likes working with Toomey. Uh, but Natalia's in everyone's ears, like giving them Toomey updates. We see like a montage of her just complaining about Toomey the entire time to anyone who would listen. And that's why I think Captain Sandy is dead ass wrong here. You have to stomp that kind of energy out because if it starts to get to Jack or Jessica, it's going to affect the way they're working and they're not going to be able to do their job without taking things personally from Toomey either. You know, um, I don't like that every time Captain Jack is told something from Toomey, it seems like he takes a very personal response to it. And I don't think that would have happened had it not been for Natalia. 100%. Um, yeah, because, you know, I think we could get into it a little bit, but the the vegan person who is with the, uh, with the charter, um, she wants, you know, different food. She wants fried tofu and french fries. And that's what she tells Toomey. And Toomey goes and relays that exact message to uh to Captain Jack ver- ver- verbatim for the most part. I mean, it was pretty spot on. 
Captain Jack takes it and says, oh, you want fried tofu? Let me put it in a skillet and sear it on pan both sides. Pan yeah, fried. let's pan fry it, which is viable. That is also fried. Um, but when they take it back, they say, oh, we don't we want, want it, it like breaded this. and deep fried. Okay. Right. Which is Different. not what they said originally. Right. And so when they said, well, let me talk to the captain. They explained to him, we wanted it breaded and deep fried. He said, I was told to have it pan fried. That is not what happened. Because now they're looking at Toomey and saying, well, maybe Toomey's incompetent. Maybe she's not good at her job. But I don't think he had to throw her under the bus like that. And I think that some of the personal activity between Natalia and Jack are really starting to like to color the way he's looking at Toomey. 100%. Um, I think also with that whole... So it's being covered by what Natalia has originally said about Toomey. And so Jack is looking through this lens. So he's going to have some confirmation biases of her incompetence, how she's not a bad, a good um, chief stew, that Natalia's better. So that's all... Anything that she does is going to be colored by the fact that she's a bad, bad chief stew. And then... I, I even noticed it when when um, Kyle was talking, to, when they saw the menu and they made a couple of changes to the menu. I remember distinctly her saying, I wanted, I, I believe I wanted a different pasta with the lobster for my third course, right? Mm -hmm. And so he repeated that back to her and I heard him say that. So like, we're going to start off with, I think it was lobster pasta at the top, we'll have this, 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 and then I want the same, but with a different pasta is what I think yeah. I understood what, the the changes to the menu were but when he relayed that to to me and to me then to um jack the whole second pasta thing was never relayed and mm. so that's how i understood where the, I, I was like wait, wait what about the second pasta like i remember thinking that when the whole broken telephone was happening again and so i knew that that, that was going to be a problem but then how jack immediately was saying to to me like well you don't have an, an understanding of what's going on here and it's like well she doesn't because what's been relayed to her has been incorrect but so then what's been relayed to you has been incorrect so the actual like the chain of events started mm -hmm. from kyle not relaying the information accurately and so i was frustrated for to me there because like she what was she supposed to go back to the the guests and be like sorry i just want to make sure that my my second stew has the information correct this is what you want this is what you want she didn't do that which she could micromanaging nobody really likes that but she could have done that she didn't. Mm -hmm. And then she did relay the exact information from the, the, the guest as like, I want some fried tofu and some French fries. She wants something deep fried. And so the fact that he threw her under the bus, but I think it was because firstly, because she made the mistake now with the pasta, she's getting, he's getting all this additional information from Natalia. And now again, she, he's giving her bad inflation. So he thinks he's looking bad. Like he's a bad chef. Um, I think that he just wanted to retaliate just because he didn't want to look like he was the incompetent one. Right. And it, and it really frustrating to me to watch that because Ca Captain, he, I mean, sorry, Chef Jack, he acts like he going to get a bad review or something like that as a chef, right? Like how hard would it have been to, for him to say, oh, you know what? You're right. My bad. I misunderstood you. There could be potentially a language barrier or maybe that, like, whatever the case may be. But you could literally say, you say sorry. My yeah, oh my God, my you, you said fried. I didn't know you meant deep fried. My bad. I thought you meant pan fried. But to go and be like, to me, in front of the guests, when she is the person who is supposed to be front facing the guests, that really undermines her in a way where he could have had that conversation with her offhand. Like, hey, did you tell me they wanted it breaded? And you could say, no, I didn't know they wanted breaded. They didn't say that originally. And you have that conversation out of the way of the guests that but 
Jack, you're not going to get any cool points for no, he's throwing her under the bus. You it's like kind of right. like a, when you have a pet and they they pee in the in the wrong spot, and so you rub their, their face, the face in the in pee, it. yeah, so that they they don't do that again. Like it's, I think that he was just trying to humiliate her and 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 punish her, and it's, I, I really don't enjoy it. And do you know what he should be worried about? The fact that he thinks making Caribbean food is putting jerk seasoning on everything. Oh my God. He literally was like, I'm just going to pour jerk seasoning on everything and just call it a day, including the tofu and the fries. Like he's just like, (laughs) like just spraying it all on everything. And they're like, oh yeah, it smells like the Caribbean here. It's like, that's because it's all he's doing is adding (laughs) jerk seasoning to all the menu items that he was already going to cook. I don't even love jerk seasoning. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine, but like like, I don't want everything. I want Caribbean food, you know, like, uh, like I just don't want my regular ass food to taste like it's from the Caribbean. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like my, my white rice with, with jerks. Right. Right. Exactly. Sir, if do a little, do a little, little extra work here because I mean, he making food so good. Like it really you're is. ruining oh my it. God. Like, sir, mm-hmm. if you don't bring out some oxtail and call it a day, you know, this man I is can selfish. Right. Johnny yeah. Cakes. So, yeah, come on. See, Chantel, this oh my is God, why fresh patties. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, <laughs> this is why me. This is why me and you click. You know, because we go, we go get, we gonna find the food. Um, oh my God, New Orleans. Yes. <laughs> anyway, LA. You know, food court. <laughs> the ball. <bombs. laughs> hey, it's Rob. If you missed our 17th place roundtable, we had a good one. Chappelle and I got together with Brandon Donlin, Zach Wartenberger, and Maddie for a very fun podcast talking about week two of Survivor. On Friday night, Taryn had the first BB Can roundtable. Whether you're keeping up with every episode or just want to know what's going on, Taryn, Melissa, and Chappelle have everything from week one of BB Can. And the Amazing Race is back this week. I'll be kicking off the season with my Mike and Jess on Thursday. So be on the lookout for that here on RHAP. We know reality TV. <laughs> Listen, that's an aside. Um, but uh, Morgan in the chat says, just arriving to the stream, I was really shook by how hateful Natalia was toward to me. I get not liking someone, but she took it to a whole new level. And so for me, I totally agree. This felt personal in a way that it should have never been personal um, because we later on will see that there is a moment where Jessica tells Toomey, uh, uh, tells uh, Toomey, you know, they talk or whatever. And Toomey's like, hey, the cabins aren't done. She, when she previously talked to Natalia, Natalia said, I've done the cabins. They're all done. I'm about to go do X, Y, Z, but they're already finished. Cool. There's no reason why Toomey should have to go double check this woman's work. So she goes down there and Jessica and her are talking and Toomey's like, hey, you didn't wipe, y'all didn't wipe the bathrooms down, the mirrors or whatever. The, the, the garbage the, in the, the garbage There's trash in the bins. Yeah, like that for me, that is not being done. And so Jessica says to Toomey, I mean, to, um, to Natalia, hey, Toomey's annoyed because they had trash in the bins. And Natalia just goes off again. Like, would you expect me to check them three times a day? Yeah, if that's what your boss expects from you, what are you what are you talking about? If your job is housekeeping, then keep house. You know, I just don't <laughs> understand. Like, like imagine, imagine this? you're at like a resort of some a five-star resort, and you put uh, that on your door that you would like the maid service to come and clean your room, and you don't get clean towels, your right. garbage is still dirty, there's streaks on the mirror, and the exactly and it, like I'd be like. 
am I leaving you a tip? Right. <laughs> like, like, all you did was make the bed and sweep. I, I would love for you to have some clean towels. Maybe, maybe I have trash in there that I don't want to be in there anymore. Maybe take it out because you were in there. It's like, if you're already in the room, why didn't you just do it? But Natalia looks at this as a personal attack from Tumi. She's like, nothing I do I'm is nitpicking. good enough. Yeah, she's nitpicking. She's micromanaging. To where when they have the conversation about this, Tumi is like, I'm sorry, this is going to make me mad, actually, to recount this, but whatever. <laughs> Jessica tells Natalia what's up. Natalia gets on the uh, on the walkie-talkie. She's like, Tumi, can you please come to the bar or whatever? Tumi comes to the bar. And when she gets there, immediately Natalia's like, what's the issue this time? Whoa, slow down. What's the issue this time? That That is loaded in general. First of all, I never told you there was an issue. We haven't talked. This time makes it seem like there's always an issue and I haven't really given you that much instruction because we've been avoiding each other because every time we talk, you be arguing with me. So she came out the gate kind of in just like attack mode. And so when Toomey's trying to tell her, when I think that the cabins are done, that means that they are wiped out. And before she can even finish, Natalia's just like, look, congratulations, you're the chief stew. But where I come from, we don't do sh-. I'm like, hold on, slow down. So all of this felt like it was just like a lot of just personal bottled up frustration. And and I don't know where it's coming from, Chantel, because all of this to come from that first interaction where Toomey said she didn't like the organization of the boat, it seems a little like misplaced uh, anger or at least it seems like it might be about something else. And that's like I, like, I was like, oh, man, I'm coming on this one to, to talk about these microaggressions. Like, I just want to talk about this dumb show. But I really feel like it's targeted. And I feel like if it was any other chief stew that we've had on any other season that Natalia would have accepted her being her superior in this position and wouldn't be second guessing every decision that she's making and deciding to go against every single thing that she says. Like it's not, it's not a wild thing for your chief stew to expect that when you say that you have completed the cabins and that they're done and that you're ready to leave the boat and go and help the guests on another, on the, on the shore that there wouldn't be garbage in the garbage can. Like, I, I, it's, it's not wild and crazy to expect that and or to have towels in the cupboards. Like, it's just not crazy to expect that. And so the fact that she doesn't want to be friends with her, why? Why do why? you not want to be friends with Tumi? What really has she done that doesn't warrant for you to be friends with her because she didn't say thank you enough to your liking when she first came up? Like, she hasn't done enough to prove to you that you should be kind to her, be friendly with her, to respect her? Like, what more does she need to do other than change her skin color for you to warrant some respect? And I, I'm sorry that I had to bring that, bring us to this place, but that's what I was feeling this whole episode. It was, been, it was really, really hard to watch. Right. And, and Chantel, you've worked in the service industry before. I know that you were a flight attendant at one I time. I still am. Well. Right. And so you, I know you know how it feels to get, you know, like anger that is not that that you have not earned. You know what I'm saying? Like the things that you as a service person are trying to do the best that you can do at your job. But you can tell that sometimes there's something about someone that just won't allow them to work with you or to be kind to you. Uh, do you have any experiences like that? Um, I'm going to try to I don't have an example like right off the top of my head, but I know I've had many, many instances where I've 
had, I've been treated unfairly for no other reason than I can assume other than the color of my skin. So whether it's been being swear, sworn at or being spat at, or, you know, it, like I've had really a lot of shitty situations happening. Absolutely. And I haven't done anything other than just like, <laughs> just be here being myself. Um, definitely. I've had people get mad at me um, and, or like bring, bring their, uh, Ooh, I do have a, I do have an example. Ooh, this wasn't when okay. I was working as a flight attendant, but I was working in Montreal and I was hostessing at this restaurant and it was a restaurant where it's kind of like a club atmosphere after dinner service. So a lot more people would come in than the, the seating capacity. And I was asked by the owners of the restaurant at one point that we are at capacity. The fire department says that we cannot have any more people come in at this moment or we are going to have to shut the place down. So we had like a lineup around the block of people wanting to come in. And this one man came into this restaurant and I said, unfortunately, we can't allow any more people to come in this time. Once more people leave, you can come in. And he starts kind of going at me, antagonizing me. And then he actually started um, mocking an ape and and oh. mocking me being like like and saying like oh like I was acting like I was a monkey and that's why like and and that's how he was kind of coming combating against me and I was like I was shocked and I was like okay and I just at that point I was just like you can do whatever you want whatever you can go in oh my god so yeah. that is like that's an extreme version of what kind of went on here but when when natalia is saying things like oh why are you moving your hands like this why is she uh -huh. not allowed to move her hands like this this is right. how she expressed herself italian people are allowed to say like i'm italian i use my hands and latinos are allowed to say i'm fiery i'm latina i'm allowed to be so I'm not allowed to be expressive with the way that I'm speaking without you calling me something derogatory. And so that's kind of also probably why I was maybe triggered by how Natalia was approaching to me because I've had like certain situations where it, it was a direct racial kind of attack. No, first of all, awful that you had to deal with that. I mean, we could go probably on and on and on back and forth between stories <laughs> yeah, I mean, of just like microaggressions and stuff like that, or macroaggressions even. Just the plain down, downright aggression. Uh, but, you know, I think that that's a very good point that you bring up is this is like sometimes in the service industry, we are put in a places where people don't want to see us. And they might like, they might not even be able to acknowledge that it might come from a different place. Because all of us watching at home are still trying to figure out what Tumi did that was so deeply personal and hurtful to Natalia that she completely writes off her friendship altogether. Uh, and it's hard to watch, honestly. Wouldn't you just love, though, just like Tumi calmly to be like, just say, Natalia, if I were white, would you be more kind to me? Just like and say right. it. Just, just say it. Just ask her. And oh, she probably will go like and be like, oh, my God, how much did you say that? Can't believe you're, you're suggesting. And she'd probably right. go all, like way in the other direction. But I would like to see how she'd react. If someone said something like that to me, my first instinct would be, oh, my God, what did I say to you to make you think that? You know, it wouldn't be to escalate it even more. But from what we've seen from Natalia, there's nothing to me can say to her that's not going to make her go up to 10. Uh, Thundercats, welcome to the chat. Jenny as well. JD. Um, so. Listen, Thundercat says she also wasn't doing that at all. She would raise her hand ever so slightly. It's and Natalia like, was like, grossly and racistly exaggerated the hand gestures. Like, yeah, she took it from 
I'm talking with my hands. So get your hands out of my face, essentially. And that's not what she was doing. It's as if um, she was like clapping in her face or something. Right. Like, to me was not doing any of that, but she definitely was exaggerating what to me was doing. And then when she's retelling to like Kyle being like, and she's all up in my face like this. And Kyle's like, Oh my oh, God. Right. Like I didn't know to me was acting like that. It's because like, she's not acting like that. <laughs> you know, she's just not. So we get the the interaction, of course, between Toomey and Captain Sandy and Natalia, that where she steps in, and you know, like I said, Captain Sandy thanks Natalia for doing what she did before she got there, and then we never hear Toomey's side. Sandy says that you know Toomey owes her an apology, and that if it happens again, I'll step in. Um, and this is when Natalia starts talking about the text messages. So Toomey does acknowledge that it was an unprofessional text. Yes, if you are someone's boss. Do not text the other employees that you're upset about anything dealing with the unemployees. It's it is not what you should do. But then if you read the context of the text, it's not as bad as Natalia is escalating it to, to sound like it is. Right. And so she ends up going to talk to Kyle about this. And Kyle immediately when the text messages are brought up, he goes, I, I'm not afraid to, to talk about what happened. I'm not, I don't have anything to be to hide. No one accused you of hiding anything, <laughs> Kyle. Did, did he react so in a weird way to you? Because to me, it felt like he was automatically defensive. And then his next move was to completely throw Natalia under the bus and be like, girl, she liked it sometimes. That's how she did me. She backed like, last year when she gets backed into the corner. What'd she say? If, when the rat gets backed into the corner, this is how they act? Yeah, really? Something like that. Really, Kyle? Well, she was really, really unsavory last season. I, I was really like, get rid of her. Like, because the, the chief stews have not been able to handle her because they don't want to, they don't want to get too angry because they don't want to lose their job, but then they can't actually manage her. She's, she's quite unmanageable. I mean, even when she told, tells a story about when she was like a kid, um, mm -hmm. what did she do? She threw something at the teacher. I can't remember the story right now. Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't remember what <laughs> <laughs> she told some story about how she's just being an unruly child and like the teacher said that something she didn't like and she threw something. Something yeah. like that. But it's just like she's an unruly character. And mm -hmm. I I'm wondering what what like where that comes from, why she has to be so like why she chooses to be on the outs rather than on the ins. Like yeah. she prefers to be the villain as opposed to be the friend. And it's like I think that her and when when it, when sorry, what's her name? To me comes into the laundry room and she's like, Natalia, I think that like you did a really amazing job. And I think that we actually are really a lot of a lot alike. And that could be a reason why we're kind of butting heads in some of these instances. Like I thought it started off so well. Yeah. And then it went Tumi's sideways. Side. Right. <laughs> from Toomey's side, I thought Toomey handled that great. Only to see that Natalia was not, she was not <laughs> giving it at all back to her. She was not trying to meet her halfway. And, you know, Toomey, Toomey not going to let Natalia punk her either, you know? So she tells us, you know, that she's used to having to put her emotions to the side to do her job well. But also, she's not going to let Natalia talk crazy to her. And so you can see that the switch is going off because Toomey does not like confrontation. She says it from jump. I don't like for people to have all this negative energy. So that whole interaction is just fascinating to me that it comes with someone like Toomey uh, and Natalia who is just like so closed off to any interaction uh, in the chat. Um, we got a lot of good information in the chat. So first of all, Zen Zen Knitter says, I picture Kate as Toomey coming in and saying the same things and getting a way different reaction, I'm sure. Uh, Chantel, was Kate a very direct person on Below Deck when she had confrontations? Because what, what I saw from her on the traders, you know? That's Kate. Yeah. That's Kate. Kate, Kate. Did anybody... 
ever right. go there like that with Kate? Um, if they did, she Kate was very good friends with um Captain Lee, and so mm. Captain Lee and her like they even have a like a mini show on Bravo. So like they're they're thick of thieves, and so anything that Kate does, Lee was going to be on her side. So she kind of had free reign in that in that way. Um, the only people that really stepped to her was um, what was that blonde bosun's name? Not Joao. Um, this, <laughs> other, this other blonde bosun who was equally as uh, no. frustrating. <laughs> he was really, really bad. It was in her last season. Like her and him got in a really, really shitty fight. Mm. Um, anyways, it, it seems like if I can remember correctly, she, she's mostly butting heads with um the bosuns and then there was a couple of really annoying stews that just wouldn't do their job that she had some problems with i think it's her but her and hannah both had problems with their stews so i can't remember whose whose seasons were what but yeah, yeah a couple stews but never in this way where they weren't able to where they just wouldn't listen to her like they were more like complaining about her but they weren't going against her or like completely getting people riling the other people on the boat to be against her like i've never seen people trying to gang up and i i'm gonna say the b word but it's kind of trying to bully to me here in my yeah. opinion Trying to get her little posse of of Jack and of um what's her crush's name Luca and Luca you know, and Kyle yeah trying Kyle to get just, them all teamed up yeah and against her um I haven't seen that happen with other chief stews that have been yeah so yeah a lot to unpack there Natalia first of all Morgan says Natalia is so bold to talk to the captain about a text message she ain't never seen. That's first and foremost. You really mad about this text that you heard from uh, Kyle that wasn't even what was said. But Kyle just slips through this situation just unscathed. He's like, yep, that Natalia, she's awful sometimes. You should have seen how she did me. And then Toomey thinks, okay, I can take what Kyle is saying at face value. And so she doesn't know that Kyle has completely twisted this. And that's the reason why, a lot of the reason why Natalia is able to weaponize uh, all of these moments against Toomey. Um, did you notice the time um, when uh, Jessica said kind of earlier on in the episode when Natalia first got wind of like this text message and Jessica said something like, do you think that maybe like Kyle said something about your mm -hmm. relationship in the past? And Natalia just like completely brushed completely that off. It, and yeah. then I was like, I was like, Jessica, she's right. smart. Like she knows that this is like, there's something more going on than what, like, there's no way that she's just going to come in and hate you for no reason, you know? Yeah. And so, like, she immediately thought that, like, maybe Kyle had said something to her. To her, And then even later, Jessica says, again, when she talks to Toomey, being like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that me saying something to Natalia about your expectations on the room was going to start something out. And like, and Toomey was like, oh my God. Like, she just like had to hug her and be like, you didn't do anything wrong. Like, Natalia yeah. is uh, not rational here. Um, no. But yeah, Jessica. Jessica's... She's tapped in. She sees what's going on. She she even used the B word. She said it does feel like some bullying yeah, stuff because Jessica was bullied as a child. And so she sees that behavior. She says Natalia's acting like a mean girl because she doesn't like Toomey. Probably because Toomey is now in that position that Natalia wants. Um, and so throughout this episode, we see Toomey attempt to talk to Natalia. <laughs> she goes to her and Natalia, first Natalia's like, if you got to communicate with me, talk to Kyle. So then she attempts to talk to her again. And she's like, uh, 
I just need to chill. I just need to chill. Let's do it in the morning. This happens several times. Uh, and I'm thinking the whole time, this is, this is exactly why Captain Sandy needs to step in. Because Natalia is now saying, I'm above reproach. Do not talk to me. I don't want you to talk to me. I don't want you to give me directive. You, I'm telling you who to talk to. It's like she's establishing a new chain of command. That is so frustrating to me. So Sandy goes to Toomey. And this is when Toomey is explaining to her, like, I've tried to talk to her. And we get the backstory about how when Toomey was younger and she was doing ballet, her dad was killed. And how she amazingly was able to com- continue performing through that pain. And that's just a part of who her character is now. She's really good at putting her pain aside and her anger and stuff and just to get the job done. Chantel, you're a performer. Like, Imagine that kind of tragedy happening for to a child just minutes before they go on stage. This had to be horrible. I mean, it, it shows a lot of strength, absolutely, and shows that you know she's she's really a strong person that's going through a lot more than we're seeing here, and that this Natalia person is just like just so unforgiving. Um, you know, doesn't even want to get to know to me in the sense to know that like, Hey, like she's been through some things human to human. Like, why are you being so nasty to this person that really hasn't done anything to you? Um, I'm, I was really, I was really shocked and saddened by hearing that story that to me had to dance through the pain of like her father passing away. I've had friends of mine pass away and like, I was not able to talk to anybody about it for a long time, um, like without being, without bawling. And so I, I, I'm shocked that she was able to continue on with her dance performance. Yeah, we get some more nastiness, obviously, from Natalia, where she's talking about how uh, I think Jessica was saying, you know, Kyle and Toomey, this is their, their first official charter back. You know, they, they, maybe they're feeling like we were feeling when our, on our first one. And Natalia's like, well, they got off easy. because So I don't really care. It's like, Dang, if you could just let your your guns down for two seconds and feel some empathy or, you know, or whatever for the people who just got here and give them a fair shot like you gave them. But no. Well, he's making it harder on them, to be honest. She really she really is. And she's becoming awful to work with. Like, I would be miserable working with somebody as negative as Natalia. Um, And so that's where we get to the conversation where you were talking about where Toomey comes in immediately tells Natalia. Well, first, Toomey tells us. Look, it's not going well. I got to figure this out because I'm beefing with the chef. I'm beefing with Natalia. Eva, I got to take the L here. If I got to just own that they don't like me or whatever and just smile through it or whatever, we can push through it. I'm going to come in hat in hand and try to make this work. And so immediately she comes in and says, Natalia, I think you do a great job. I think that there are good qualities about you that are very similar to me. Maybe we're too similar. We're too headstrong. Maybe that's why we're butting heads. And... I mean, immediately Natalia is back on that same BS. The when you came in, you were just nitpicking this and you didn't you you were complaining about so much and it just shuts Toomey down to where Toomey, you can see she's exasperated. She's like it's leaning like, over and just it just deflates you. This woman is at work, Chantel. What are we supposed to do in these situations? Captain Sandy, do something. I mean, I'd want a picture overboard to be honest. <laughs> Below deck over overboard. the railing. Soon. <laughs> Let's push it down that slide. <laughs> oh my gosh. I tell you, this was the one that got me the most. I was like, what do you want from her? You want to just, like, you want her to beg for your forgiveness? And that's when she's just like, I don't think we should be friends. 
You didn't acknowledge me enough. Girl, you did your job for one day. Calm down. Absolutely. And, you know, like she didn't have a Natalia yapping behind her back like, or mm-hmm. in her ear, in her face. Like she didn't have that. And so that additional like negative energy on this charter that you're trying to get your bearings around, like, of course you're going to do a less effective job because you have a handicap and that handicap is Natalia. Cause like mm-hmm. Natalia was going to be super fine with the guests being upset with the fact that they have no towels. She was going to be okay with that because then it will yeah. look like Toomey was incompetent and wasn't able to have like all like the root, like anything Good that point. Natalia does wrong or incorrectly is going to all fall back on Toomey. So then she can say that she is not an effective leader. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy here for Natalia to be like, yeah, she's, she, I'm going to be bad. So she looks bad. Uh, you're, you're so right. I mean, she even tells her like, well, my past dues, they they would make sure the like everything was cleaned up. Like, girl, you still on that? You're still <laughs> on that? Ma'am, she wanted Kyle to go to sleep. Get over it. You know, uh, there are a couple moments where she tries to really personalize the things that Toomey has done. And she says, oh, well, when Kyle comes in, you're like, Kyle, have you eaten? But you don't say anything to me. Who could say anything to you at this point? Who? Like, mm-hmm. even if Toomey, and Toomey mm-hmm. says she doesn't do that to Kyle anyway. but. Who who could go to you and be pleasant when you're acting like such a jerk this entire time? I wouldn't want to be anywhere near you. And this woman is your boss and is coming to you and basically coming from a place of like, you know, like, hey, I was wrong. How can we fix this? And all you're saying is, I don't want a relationship with you. I don't want to talk to you. She's pointing the finger at her now and saying that this is all your fault. Natalia, you got to get a grip because this is not this is not the hill to die on. I really feel like <laughs> you being upset about the, the first sentence out of, uh, you know, Toomey's mouth that you didn't like a day and a half later is really, really tacky. It looks bad and it's starting to lead us to believe that you don't like her for other reasons. Absolutely. Now, I know we'll come back to Natalia because like I could probably talk about her for hours, but we do need to talk a bit about Max from France. Uh, he was <laughs> so annoying. Look, listen, this show said Natalia might be this bad guy, but we about to pick on Max from France. So Max, Max has the ADHD, he tells us. And as somebody who is sitting with the ADHD as well, I will tell you, it is distracting, but at work, nobody cares. You need to do your job. (laughs) And Max is doing everything but his job at any given chance. He's doing push-ups and pull-ups and hanging out and avoiding work. And Lara is just like, poor lady. She's like, I'm just trying to do my job, man. This is not a vacation, bro. This is work. Why are you acting like this, Max? Chateau, <laughs> what do you think about Max? Well, at first, because like, you know, I went to France this summer. I love Paris. It's one of my favorite cities. I lived in Montreal. So I have like a bit of an affinity towards French people and French speaking people. And so I do understand his accent because I know a lot of people that have that accent. And so I was like, oh, this is fun. Max is going to be here and he's going to bring a little bit of French energy. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> he's, re- he's, he's not necessarily the best representative of a French worker here in this environment. Um, you know, we, we learned that Laura, 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 
Yeah, I know Lara, she got mad at me. Which one did she get mad at? Uh, Lara, you got to smile when you say it. Yeah, Lara. Lara. That Lara's um, her first language was Afrikaans, and so she doesn't actually know that many English words. And so Max, though he's French, and he's never worked with an English crew, and so he actually doesn't know the words of any parts of the boat. Like this yeah. is a problem. If yeah. I was going on a job, right? And mm-hmm. I'm going to be on a job that's going to be on TV where I'm going to be working on a boat I in another language that is not my native tongue. I would be learning all the different, the translations for each of the important parts that I need to do my job. When I mm-hmm. lived in Montreal, I knew how to work in French behind the bar. Like I know all the things about the bar. If I'm working a French flight, I know everything on the plane that I need to say in French. And so mm-hmm. like... If I was going to work on a boat for six or for three months, like I would know how to say everything I need to be said to do my job, especially as a deckhand, because that's a lot more dangerous of a position than being like, as opposed to like, <laughs> I need to bring in the damn anchor. Like, I just, yes. it's shocking to me how much he does not know how to operate on this boat in English. And not to say that he needs to be an English speaker, like completely fluently, but to do his job effectively and safely, he needs to learn no more. And I was just shocked by how how much he didn't even care. He does not care. The man does not care at all, Chantel. He, he does not break. care. This is yeah. Break. yeah, he's like, is it time to go for break? What time is it? I got to go. I, I, I've been sitting down. He said, bro, I, this is my first day. I, we working way too hard. Um, the crazy <laughs> and, thing and is wait, that- and With his break too, and then he's like, yeah, take a break for an hour, then come back and help us do something. And then you can go back then off you can the go, And the he's like, and he's what? Like, Come back? <laughs> Why would I come back? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. The man. So Max kills me because Max has told us that he got fired from every job that he's ever had. <laughs> and it oh, shows. Perfect. Let's hire it him for a totally shows. What was his resume, Chantel? Like every three, four months, this man is getting fired. And they're just and he probably didn't like, put, fine. he probably just put like the year. Oh, right? okay. He didn't like, he didn't say why he left. <laughs> no, he put like that in, in 2000 in 2020 he worked at this place. In 2021 he worked at this place. But it doesn't show <laughs> the duration of time. <laughs> so people yeah. can just assume that he worked there for the whole year. Yeah, and the crazy thing is that they don't understand Max and he don't understand them either. And so Captain Sandy's kind of just like when Max says stuff, she's like, Yeah, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> you know, like, she doesn't really know how to communicate with him either. And Luca is very excited that, you know, they have a full deck team, but it doesn't feel like they have a full deck team because Lara is telling us this is not it. This man is no, not doing his said. job. She's such a go-getter and she's so uh she takes so much uh, you know, initiative. She's like, I, I this I can do this I can do this that it seems like Luca is potentially looking at her as a like a second in command right like was that what she that's what he went to Captain Sandy about right yes um what, what's the position called first office no something like that right he does go to Captain decision. Sandy and he's like you know what if what if we tried to you know First move mate? her around a little bit that up? Like, no, I, I, I don't think first mate is the one I can't remember um uh, it'll Chad. come to me in a second yeah, Chad, help us out here. But um, yeah, they want uh, like he wants to kind of like almost like promote her into a more you know active role in leadership because he he's new here. Luke, this is Luca's first time as you know the head bosun. Oh, Lee Deckhand, that's the one. Deckhand, Thank you, Thundercats. Yeah, and so it does feel like this might be um, a role for Lara. Now, 
she's going to have to learn how to deal with Max because Max is being, not making it to the whole charter season. You, you think there Max is, is, is being fired? He's got to be happy, right? <laughs> like who? Okay, who's getting fired first, Max yes. or Natalia? Oh man, I I think maybe maybe Max is gone first. Yeah, because. I think he'll do something dangerous. Yeah. When danger comes into play, like that's like a, like a no go zone, especially for captain Sandy. Like she'll be like, sorry, sorry, deuces. Like you're out of here. Yeah. Kind of like the guy in the beginning. We didn't even talk about him. Oh yeah. Well, the guy who like lied. Ruin? Ruin? Ruin. Yeah. He he lied at his, uh, he literally lied. Yeah. (laughs) He made it all up. Falsified documents. He was trying to get this job, Chantel. Like, that was really, 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 really bad. And like, you know, <laughs> you're just like, well, I, I, okay, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for a second in mm-hmm. the sense that maybe he did have somebody, a, a person that was lying about what they were offering, come to the boat, offer them some sort of certification and give them like false documentation. So maybe mm-hmm. that is what happened. But it seems like he knew that they were fake. Because like, yeah. it's like, so wait, you can't get this certification on a boat. Like you have to go to classes and go to school for it. And he's like, oh yeah. And then he's like, oh yeah, the paper is in my friend's safe. And, and Luca's just like, hey man, it's just weird that you don't bring your, do- <laughs> your, your official documents on the boat. Like yeah. he's like, I've never heard of that. And he's no. never even been boasted and he's never really heard of that. Chantel, the worst part about this is Captain Sandy holds up a photo of this man and it's not him and says, is this you? And he says, yeah. It's like, that is not you. Stop playing. <laughs> you know that ain't you. Cut it out. So um, and he yeah. doesn't say goodbye to anybody. He just like takes off. They're like, he's not going to even say bye. So yeah. that's what makes me think that he just was caught. But like, yeah. you can't go on TV and like not expect to get caught. Like, you had to know that was they're gonna definitely going to be doing everything by the book. Yeah. Right. And then it happened in front of everybody. Like, we could all see this happening. So I don't know what happened there. There's definitely some shadiness. So um, but shady. I don't know if Max is an upgrade because throughout this episode, <laughs> Max is. Uh, presenting himself as lazy you know there's a lot of there's a lot of overlap between you know natalia you know walking around and saying a lot of mean personal stuff about uh about Tumi, whereas lara is walking around saying no he's not doing his job like please someone help me this man is not helping me do my job he's making my job worse he's probably somewhere bsing right now uh because and work is hard for me so it's like there's so it's like it shows you how work can affect somebody in a professional way and it annoys them and they go talk about it <laughs> and then work can like affect somebody and they take it so personally and it looks so different because uh Lara goes to um she goes to Luca and even tells him, you know, look, I'm trying my best here, but this guy is not doing what needs to be done. Uh we see that she's carrying up like chairs and walking this hike up and down this like, <laughs> <Just> like- <laughs> Yeah, and and he's sitting around like, (laughs) yeah, like, sir, grab a chair, do something. He's just like, oh, do do you need help? Like, yeah, yeah. And then he like goes down. He's like, I'm gonna go back to the boat, and she's just like, (laughs) bro, he volunteered to be the one to go back. He's like, all right, well, uh, this is my time. I guess I'm gonna go ahead and head back. I'm a little tired. Um, we see him laying on the pool floaty. We see him doing pull ups, like push ups, just hanging around, hanging out, not really pulling his way. And then we finally get to the end where we see this happens to affect Haley. Now we don't get a lot of information from Haley, but in we this got her moment, boobs. she did flash. Yeah. Her boobs. <laughs> we got a Haley flash. Uh, but <laughs> in this moment, Haley is like, "All right, I just need this is a two-person job, so we need two people. 
Uh, Luca says, good. Max, go help out Haley. They're trying to get the boat to dock. And they're pulling. And Haley's pulling. She's like, I need you over here. Come jump, jump in. Help me out. Come on, Max, where you at? And Max is just standing there like a chicken with his head cut off. He's not helping at all. And Haley is just visibly upset because everyone's calling like, hey, we need more. We need, we need more to lie. We need the lie. We need the lie. And she's like, I'm trying. Max, do something. And he starts talking like, uh, yeah, maybe if you pull right here, Max, shut the hell up and grab something. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. This man, what is he doing? I don't think he's ever worked on a boat. He claims that he has. He even got offended. Like, I've been on a boat uh, several times. This is my fourth chart, my fourth one. It can't be. There's no way. It can't be. No I, way. It can't be. Poor Haley. It, Haley. It was, it was, I felt bad for her because, like, people were waiting on her to throw the lines. And, like, she wasn't able to do something because Max wasn't doing what he's supposed to be doing in secession. And it's it's unfortunate that, like, these two women that were working really well without him, like, are now failing because of him. And so I just, I think that they were doing better beforehand. So I think that he'll be gone. I think he'll yeah. make it through one more episode, maybe. He got no more times to kick her in the dick. You know, she's not... She not <laughs> um, but yeah, that this is bad because that that is the most cohesive team so far. The deckhands have all been... Once Luca got in charge, it really feels like they all get along they all working good together. Like they just have one piece of the puzzle that is not quite doing what it needs to do. And it's Max. And I just don't think he has any interest in being better. You know, I, I think Max gets fired here very quickly because uh, Captain Sandy is now involved in this one. Right. Like she's been hearing about the Toomey and Natalia argument almost as like like a third party. Like she's kind of like, oh, what happened? What's going on? Uh, what are y'all arguing about? But here she's the one calling and being like, what's up? What's going on? And everybody's like, it's Max. He's not doing his job. And so if I had to guess, I'd say that he's not long for this uh this below deck world. Um, but he's good drama. I mean, it happened fast. <laughs> I I really I'm I'm shocked at how bad he is. When he came out of the boat, I did not think he was going to be as bad as he is and when he first started doing the pull-ups as like choice choice but i didn't think it's gonna be as bad as he became and like it's it's almost like he's choosing to be the worst possible employee as he yes, can but I, I, like, like it seems like he's doing it on purpose but i don't <laughs> think he is and that's also what's very shocking he told just, us he just gets fired all the time and I look it's right there. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> Thank you, Max. You know, he's like, I'm just a French bulldog. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think that's... Yeah, I'm like, don't, oh my God. Just... Yeah, like, calm down. <laughs> do your job, do your sir. Job. <laughs> yes, please do your job. Um, that's a lot of the crew drama. I think that we still, of course, have to talk about the primary. Um, mm. So uh, we had already met this group. And uh, with this group in particular, we do have, uh, like, of course, the drama with the food and uh, an amazing, it's like they had a great day now that the weather has cleared up, you know? And so uh, I know that they were very disappointed at first because, you know, it was so bad. But Mecca and her husband uh, are I was, now. I was also really like, I'm like, man, the black, the black charter has to get on the boat in the rain. In the That's rain. That's like not yeah. fair. That's so terrible they, they get to bounce back they do the weather's good and so <laughs> they get to get the toys out they got the jet ski they got the slide yeah. Chantel, is this up your alley are you are you a boat girl i like a boat <laughs> you like a boat i, I, I like, like a, a boat. boat i do i mean i don't 
I don't know if I'm brave enough to jump off the boat into the water. I don't know. That just kind of feels like really. I have. I have. Um, So I actually worked on a charter boat before, not in the same capacity as Below Deck. I wish that I have. I know some people that have done these charter things out of Australia, and they've also been approached by Below Deck. I'm like, can you just go on the show so I can cover you and you can cover the show and you can come on? Yeah. Yeah, They're like, no, we don't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) They they didn't want to actually be on the show, but they do. They have worked in that kind of world. Um, so when I was in Vancouver, I worked on a boat where people would charter it. We'd just go around just like a smaller area in the, the in Vancouver, um, Coal Harbor area. And mm-hmm. one time, though, we had um, an af- the after party for Zach Galifianakis's wedding. And so, like, Ooh. I remember, like, they took all of our phones away. And then we had, like, th- like a lot of pretty big celebrities. Like, John Hamm was there with his wife at the Ooh. time, Jennifer. And um, um, what's his name? Ted Danson was there with Mary Steenberger. And, like, all these, like, all the people from Andy. the show. That I can't remember the, the name of the show right now. Burn, Burn After Reading? Is it that one? Um, anyways, yeah. So th- yes. that was one of the charters that I remember working on where we like it was like a midnight boat ride after his wedding and we we took it around like the harbor a few times so i have worked on a charter before um i was interior <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we have a real life stew with us y'all you i am know, so chief stew. i wasn't chief stew, I was stew. <laughs> did you want to go and attack someone because you weren't chief stew did you really want i would never <laughs> i love not having any sort Same. of control like <laughs> just tell I, me what like, you want me yeah, to do what do you want to do i'll do it well <laughs> like i don't yes. want I, like i don't need for people to come to me because i have the power like i'm just like nah <laughs> i mean i'll take the rule and i'll be great at it but like i i does it doesn't need to define me and my ego i'm cool yeah I'm cool with um, being number two so I've never been on like a charter boat thing like this in my adult life. I think when I was a kid, I was on. Like, we did it like once with like it was like this big like group thing that everybody did. And so I didn't get to really enjoy it because now, oh, Chantel, I would live my best life. Like I've been on a cruise ship, you know, that that's different. But I would live my best life in here because uh, I saw that there was a moment where Mecca was talking to Tumi and she was showing Tumi how to make a proper mimosa. <laughs> Chantel, that's my love. That's your, that's, she knew how to make your type of mimosa for sure. No mimosa, no orange juice. <laughs> yeah, we, it's usually a splash of orange juice for color. Just a little bit, you know, so it's still mimosa technically. But just a little drop will do. Uh, I was like, we've had mimosas together before. At least yes, I have them with you. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, we, yeah. I'm in the I same boat. I, I'd prefer it to be just a splash of OJ. Just a splash. Just a little bit for color. Right. Exactly. Like, we're here to party. You know, we're having a good time. Um, and so they end up going, like I said, they had the toys. They end up going on their big excursion. They got to go shopping. That was pretty cool. I loved um, all their outfits, honestly. Like, I think that they were one of the better dressed, um, like, groups that came on because, like, I loved all their outfits. Like, ooh, where's that bathing suit from? Oh, that's cute. Like, I found, like, all their their clothing choices were really on point. Yeah. No, I, I love them as a as a group because I remember the, I, the whole time I'm watching, I'm thinking, I could kind of see myself kind of, you know, in these moments. Like, them? let me, let me. Oh my no, God. I don't know if I can Wait, hold on. I'm just thinking something. Should we pitch this to Rob? Should there yes. be like, instead yes. of like a live at a theater, but should there be like an RHAP boat cruise? Yes. Look, let's make it happen. Listen, even if it's just a charter one day, you know, saying nothing crazy. Freaking amazing. Yeah. Below, like RHAP below deck. It'll work. I'm telling you. 
because this group, like I said, they're a little bit too stuffy for me. You know, like I'm a little, I'm a lot more, you've been, we've, we've hung out, you know, I'm a lot more like, we taking shots? Are we taking shots right now? Is it time? Uh, and they seemed like they were having a nice classy time. Uh, they got to go to the big, huge Santa, uh, Santa Margarita castle. And that's where they had their picnic there. It was a hike. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, I know it probably wasn't that hot outside because I've taken like I like I, I like a good excursion. I do, but I like to vacation and vacation vacation. You know, like I like to chill. You know, like yeah. uh, drive right. me up the drive me up the cliff. You know, I don't want to walk up there. But they loved all of it. You know, they even liked uh, all the jerk seasoning. Yeah, most of the jerk seasoning. Yeah, most of the jerk seasoning. <laughs> um, yeah, like he definitely didn't seem like he cared that much about this this group and their preferences, um, unfortunately. But like they seemed to like a lot of his food in the beginning. Um, the jerk, what did they give it a seven out of ten? Or was it a, they it gave it a this, ten? No, I think they said this the jerk was a ten out of ten, but the, jerk? the Oh, I don't know if it was the jerk or was it 10 out of 10. I just remember that the, the vegan was a 2 like out two. of 10. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible because they've been rating him and uh, like, yeah, if they do have to leave a five-star rating for the chef, I don't think he's getting one. No, no. I mean, it's it's hard to make vegan food if you don't like it, if you have don't even understand why people like vegetables. So it's going to be a little bit of a problem making a, a, a plant-based meal for somebody. But you know, the, the charter is almost over. Yeah. And so that's the big theme for the dinner that night is that they do have the Caribbean. So we've talked about some of the drama with having the food fried, but it does feel to me that Jack isn't really, he don't really care about the vegan portion of this. Cause he says, I don't like it. And it's not something that I do well. I don't really do vegetables like that. Uh, I don't really do vegan, but it shows because all of the hangups seemingly are coming from the vegan side of the menu. So mm-hmm. again, it's easy to for him to point the finger at Toomey and be like, oh, well, you didn't tell me they wanted this. Or, you know, maybe there's some type of disconnect, a communication problem. When you could just take a look and see that, oh, no, it seems like you're doing the stuff that you like to do very well. And the stuff that the uh, that the primary's guest actually wants not so well. And the primary Mecca, she is very intent on making sure that her guests get to enjoy mm-hmm. all the finer things this time. And they will not settle for less. And I don't think they should. I think, I think you spend a lot of money. And that people, especially minorities, a lot of times we are we feel like we just have to just take it, you know, like, oh, well, this is better than what we've been having. So obviously I'm just like, it's not what I wanted per se, but I'll take it just to kind of keep the peace, you know, trying to keep the fun going. And I don't think you I think you spend too much money on this kind of stuff to just 100 percent. And I wonder if it were any other ethnic background of a group and there was a vegan person if when they asked for some fried tofu and some fries if they wouldn't have tried to elevate it a bit and so mm. instead of it being some McCain fries like maybe they would let's like actually make some real fries that they've made from scratch with like a nice aioli that they did on their own, that they whipped up on their own and like they do something like, like elevate it a little bit so it's at least a five-star like you know dish it said it like literally was from the kids kids uh, table with like some fries on a small plate with a piece of tofu and so i'm just curious if he would have done uh, putting a little bit more effort if it was another ethnic background just it wasn't no no garnish or nothing, nothing. Like, he just no threw green, like no dry color. ass right just it dry looked, ass it literally looked tofu. like they went to like the chafing dish at the kids table at the wedding and got some and fries out, out of a the- piece of tofu and some fries exactly <laughs> like, 
I didn't like, I was like, first, I'm not a tofu guy. So I'm already kind of like, that doesn't look appealing. But the way it was presented even, it looked like tofu with seasoning on it and fries. I was like, I would love to see more than that. Thundercats in here says, a lot of rich people like vegetables. So he needs to get it together. Exactly. Y'all are out here working for tips. So let's work, you know. And um, Thundercats also thanks you, Chantel, for asking the question. <laughs> I do think that these conversations are very nuanced. I think that it's easy at face value to just be like, he doesn't care about vegan food or Natalia's upset because uh, Tumi said one thing. But I think we're all like, you know, whole experiences, right? And so we, the same way Tumi carries that weight of that moment with her dad passing away or being murdered or whatever, right before she went on and did ballet, that colors the way that she looks at the world and that how she interacts with things. She says, I put my feelings to the side because of that. Well, these are other people's interactions color the way they act towards stuff too, you know? And so there's nothing to say that you know, all of this stuff cannot be discussed. We cannot say one way or another if it's true, but we can definitely ask the question, Chantel. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate it. And definitely when I was watching the show, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Got a lot of questions. Got a yeah. lot of questions. So yeah. I'm happy to be here to, to ask them because this is one of the reasons why I do enjoy reality TV. I was mentioning it when I was on the round tape, not, sorry, the update with Taryn the other day. And we we're just talking about the fact that we get to have these interesting more nuanced conversations about people and their social interactions. The, the whole uh, dynamic between human beings on this planet, we get to watch through the lens of reality TV. And so as much as this, it can be annoying or frustrating for other people to, to hear these conversations. It's, it's part of my life experience. And so it, it's, it, it is fascinating and interesting for me to, to invoke these conversations because it's what I live and it's what I see and it's what I question. So yes, I, I'm happy to have a platform and opportunity to have these conversations. Yeah, and I'm happy to have you here because this is fun. Like I said, I know you are you are a professional student. You've done this, and so uh, I know that like this is. This I mean, is like, I'm like a stewardess on a plane. Yeah. So it literally is like the same world, but in the air. Yeah, and so the 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 charter actually goes well for the primary and their guests. Uh, we see that they are about to dock, and that's obviously where we get into all of the drama with Max and uh, whether or not they're going to be able to dock, you know, in the right way and get, and get 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 back on land. Um, I'm pretty sure they'll work it out, but it's gonna have people looking at Max crazy. Um, but what do you think about the tip? Now we haven't gotten there yet, but. You know, the primary has had a mixed uh, review here. You know, there's been some questions about the food several times over, but they really did love their interactions with Toomey. Um, you're thinking that they're going to they're going to be like very kind about their uh, their their moment with the below deck crew or they're going to be more like cutting with their, some of their, you know, their ratings. Um, I wasn't sure. Because mm -hmm. I, I have found in the the blow deck world that it seems as though the people of color that leave to, they, they they have higher expectations. And so if some if a few things go wrong, it does reflect in the tip. We do notice that. And sometimes in other groups, like things can go wrong, but that doesn't really affect their tip. So mm -hmm. I think that their tip is going to be fair because I think that they want to me. I think that they really did love seeing to me in this manager management position. I think that they were really excited whenever she came around to come around dancing and they'd be like, yes, to me. Like they, they appreciated seeing someone that looked like them in that role. And so I think that that might bump up their tip a little bit, even though that they were going to start off fair. So I think they'll just be a little bit above fair. I don't think it's going to be completely over the top because unfortunately they had rain the first day and it's just like, 
it sucks. Like we don't want rain, but and they, they can't help that. But they were stuck on the boat. And then they just kind of had like a few problems with the with the kitchen and the menu. So I think it'll be just above fair. Yeah, I, I agree. For me, I'm always like, OK, you know, I want to show grace to people of color a lot of times when they're in underrepresented spots. Um, but also, you know, I, too, am spending my money and I would like a good service. And so I think you could see very obviously that Tumi was trying her best uh, and that, you know, when they demand to see the chef, she goes and gets the chef, you know, like they, she was giving them what they wanted um, and they made the corrections, you know, and I think that's probably the biggest thing that I could take away from is if you have a complaint, you bring it up and they fix it. Then you you say, OK, cool. At least, you know, you're paying attention to your care. So I'm really hoping that, you know, they're able to show some love here as well. Um, but Chantel, that wraps up the charter. Do you have anything else you want to say about this episode? Um, I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that maybe Natalia will see the error of her ways and just come around because I don't want her to be fired and then come to the reunion and still have all that vim for to me for absolutely nothing. Like I just like. I just would like it to be a nice working relationship. I don't want this poor black woman to have to be on defense this entire season because of this woman, Natalia. So I hope that they can maybe, maybe they'll get drunk and they will have a heart to heart and they'll hug it out and they'll be fine. Um, I'm hoping that that will happen because like, I just, it's a bit of a tired storyline in my opinion, just to have this, this conflict. And especially even if Natalia leaves, which I would prefer than like the conflict to stay on. Um, but I just don't think I think it would just be better in general for the season, for these two women's livelihoods, for them just to like figure it out and get along. And so that's what I'm kind of hoping for. Are you hoping okay. for it, too? Or do you want her out? Get out. Uh, of here. I'm kind of with Thundercats. Uh, I think Natalia's time is up. I think that people are being very kind to her, but at some point, this has gotten very personal. Where you start hollering about being friends when Tumi was not coming to you to be your friend. She was coming to you to establish a working relationship (laughs) with her boss, you know, with your boss. So she's like, hey, I don't even want to be your friend. Okay, well, that's I wasn't talking to you about that, but we can deal with that when you don't work here anymore. You know, so I think that (laughs) it's time. Do you think Uh, they'll get someone else? Oh, yeah, they they got to. I think it's a big boat. I do you do. think the girl that they let go that was just like the placeholder until two? Oh yeah, like, they can bring, her, bring back. her back, even though she doesn't know how to do anything. Yeah, but I mean, come on, she can learn how to uh, change trash trash bins. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you can you can teach that kind of stuff. And she seemed to be fine as a temp, so maybe they go get her back. Uh, I'm just hoping that if someone has to get fired, it's not to me. Uh, but you know, like I said, judging by my my experience with Captain Sandy this time, I'm not opti- like I'm optimistic, but cautiously. You know, like, if Tumi ah. gets fired, I better be on that for that recap. With you guys, <laughs> we'll okay? bring you back. Chat, chat, what are you talking about? We got to. Um, also, Zen in the chat says they're in a small community, rural community, very little diversity, and I appreciate any opportunity to learn what they don't know. You know, that's the thing. Like, we're not in here making any sweeping generalizations about Natalia. We're just talking about what we see on the screen, and we're relaying it to our experiences and so if people have different experiences that is fine you know you feel free to leave that in the youtube comments and say hey i didn't get that but this is what i did get but at the end of the day we're just here to talk about what we see and to kind of just you know if we have to educate people on our experience then we can because you know like like pod like you know tv podcasters we're kind of underrepresented too you know and so we have now stepped into a space where we get to talk and tell our points of view, but we have to speak up for people like Tumi who get to be the only one in their role, you know, and talk about, you know, some of the things that maybe she can't say on the show or that they don't air on the show. And so, yeah, we love being able to talk about this stuff and we love all the feedback. So I'm very excited 
to see what happens next. I'm excited because <laughs> this season has been fun. But one thing I haven't gotten from this season, Chantel, is I haven't seen my people party yet. You know, on all my below deck previously, I'm used to them. They get the charter done. They go out and they have a good time. So I really would like to see them loosen up a little bit. It's how it's, it's coming. That's why I'm saying like maybe they're going to have a heart to heart when they go out between the next two charters. And, you know, maybe they'll be able to see out an eye or maybe it's a complete opposite. They get into even worse of a fight and then it's going to be cause for Natalia to get fired. Be one, <laughs> of the two. one of the two, but we'll be here to check it out. Chantel, <laughs> thank you so much for coming. Could you please tell our Below Deck RHAP listeners where to find you? You can find me on Instagram at ShanFranFran, on Twitter at Shan underscore 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 Fran, or on my <laughs> YouTube channel, Reality Realist, with three S's. Yes, and uh, Chantel and I will be in L.A. soon. You know, in uh, costumes, in costumes. <laughs> I'm still working out mine. Don't worry. Uh, I should, I should be a, a, somebody below deck. I don't know. I got to figure out a way to do that. Um, but uh, I did meet Thundercats in uh in New York. I don't think they met you, Chantel. And what? so, uh, yeah, Thundercats in the chat did was I in meet, New York at the at the live show. Thundercats, uh, but, did I meet you? Yeah, I was like, but if not, if you're listening to this and you'll be in the LA area for the RHAP live event, please, you know, feel free. Come uh, take a photo or something like that. Because I love meeting the deckhands, the, the peanut galley, as we call them. It's <laughs> <That's> really cute. <laughs> yeah, we call That's a peanut a galley one. here. Thank you. Sasha came up with She's so smart. Uh, or the chat <laughs> and Sasha came up with it. It was not me. Just know that. Um, but in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show to keep up with all the things that I'm doing as well. Check out SuitsPodcast.com for daily suits coverage. I'll be doing Big Brother coverage this weekend on the sunday episode uh i oh, also I'm got on tonight yeah yes. <laughs> are, you, are you on tonight too no no i'm on sunday not okay. on, not on tonight but yes uh <laughs> very, very, very excited for more big brother coverage and of course uh you know follow me on twitter and i'll tweet out the links to everything else but thank y'all so much for being here uh zen recommending us for permanent positions yeah sasha will be back i'll be very happy to go <laughs> back to being ceo but <laughs> you're always welcome and y'all are anytime <laughs> yeah and our listeners are welcome too so feel free leave us some reviews come back and we will see you all next time until next time take care everybody <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs>